Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Well, all was going well until the Evans opened on Saturday and that was the end of the cricket. Welcome to a new week on the renowned and once again very soggy Radio Newark Sport. And, as we say, the majority of the cricket did at least get started last week before the tea-time monsoon. Bolton seconds, well, they beat the weather by bowling at Visitors Gotham for 37, with sports show favourite Eden Tranter taking 6 for 12. She talks us through those wickets. Coming up very soon. The Bolton first team restricted Carrington to 236 with Chris Dobby taking 4 for 48. And then tea arrived, and then the rain arrived. Tim Clitchin will talk us through half a match later on. Fondon missed the chance to leapfrog Bingham and go into second in Division D. They'd done the hard work. They bowled Bingham out for 153. But they never got chance to knock the runs off. Dalefield, though, beat the weather. Super groundsman and a set of good covers. That's what you need. But they once again had to settle for a losing draw. This time West Bridgeford was the visitors. The highlight of a truncated Saturday was four wickets for our chief cricket correspondent, David Pipes. On to rugby and it's a warm welcome back to Kellen Road for former first team fly-off James Offer. James will be joining forces alongside new head coach Alan Cochran at the start of the season. The new man is the head of sport at Carl's Grammar School in Sleaford and is a Level 3 RFU qualified coach as well as a coach educator. He will have the specific responsibility of attack, backs and skills and joins a new coaching team led by Adam and team captain Will Britton. Another appointment was also announced last month and that's fitness coach Stuart Birch has agreed to continue his role at the start of this season. And a little bit later in the show, we've got some breaking news out of FlowServe today. Interesting, to say the least. And that's exactly the point, Mr Smith. The news out of FlowServe today is very interesting. We'll have a chat about it a bit later on, but... Uh, I'm quite excited by it, to be honest. Oh, yeah? What's that then, Mick? Oh, wow. I'm the communications officer. I get told nothing. Well, you see, this is where you need the breaking news and journalism expert. Um, Being that you just managed to put your head through the door, you missed the fact that James Offer is returning to Kellam Road, um, this time as a coach. James played fly-off for for Kellam Road for a number of years. And uh, what I think is the most... Well, there's two interesting things in all this. One is, um, as I was telling the listeners, a level three RFU qualified coach. So he's going to bring an awful lot of experience to Callum Road. And two, 
is also head of sport at Carl's Grammar School in Sleaford. Oh, is he? And me thinks that's a cute <laughs> move. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, that's possibly me just thinking that, but... Um, no, I think that's, uh, that's an appointment for a reason. Um, is, I, uh, I do think somewhere along the line in all that... Um, that made a good mood all round because he is a quality coach and of course um he may bring one or two of the stars of, of sleaford towards newark and cars grammar school is packed with quality rugby players is that the reason for the appointment well that's probably <laughs> something something to do with it oh wow, brilliant um we're going to talk to Eden Tranter in a couple of minutes, or Tony has just settled himself down and... Uh, yes, I, I, I left Newark, uh, my home in Newark, which is one mile away, that's one mile away, 38 minutes ago. Thank you, Newark. Good old traffic. Yeah, I, think, I think the A1s, uh, there's problems on the A1s, the lorry fire on the A1 isn't just north of Newark. And, there's uh, problems with Newark full stop, everybody by helicopter. And of course, that, as you can imagine, puts an awful lot of stress on Newark, um... As we told you last week, all our shows are podcasts. There's 402 of them on there. Um, if you're ever bored and or you've nothing to send you to sleep or anything <laughs> like that, don't forget you can listen to Radio Nook. And what we're going to do now while we try and find Eden is you can find out how. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Well, how do you beat the weather these days? Well, the answer to that is quite obviously is to get is to get the game over um, by about three o'clock, and to do that, you've got to have a demon fast bowler. So we're going to talk to a demon fast bowler now, Eden Tranter. Six for 12 as you, you scuttled out the opposition for 37. Eden, welcome again to Radio Newtsport. Is that your best ever bowling figures? Uh, yeah, it's quite a long way, I think. Well, six for 12, not a bad effort, really. <laughs> Talk us through them, then. Well, to be honest with you, Mick, I didn't actually bowl that well. <laughs> um, I started off started off quite well. The first couple of wickets were all right, but then it's a good job you have an umpire that doesn't know the rules because I got one off the ball that bounced twice. It was that atrocious. <laughs> um, and then I got my last my last one was uh, a juicy full toss on middle stump that the bloke just missed and got done LBW. So I think um, obviously I've bowled better. I've bowled much better um, earlier on in the season and not got any luck really. And then yeah, well, obviously on Saturday, the look was in my favour. Uh, it was definitely a good toss to win, shall we say. Do they let you keep, keep the ball? No, no, they use that for a Sunday. Chairman's too tight for that. That's shocking, <laughs> isn't it? You should have that. That is, that's shocking. Uh, it really... Was it eight, eight overs? Yeah, eight overs, six for 12. Um, when I was on four wickets, Brett asked me if I wanted to come off and give somebody else a go. <laughs> 
you? So you're asking a fast bowler to come off when you've already took four wickets? Yeah, righto. I said you're having a laugh, aren't you? I could have bowled nine, um, but we wanted to give what, give Sam, young Sam Clipson a go, and obviously he got two wickets, so um, I came off so that Sam could, Sam and Kieran could come on and have a bowl. And yeah. you you knocked them off in probably about six or seven overs um, yeah. to, to get twenty points. No, was it yeah, twenty points? Young Connor opened the batting with his dad, <laughs> so it was a nice opportunity for for them to bat together. I mean, he did really well, bless him. He, he was facing a lad that was a bit taller than he was, so the ball got like got on top of him a little bit. But it was so nice to see them two opening the batting together, knocked them off in six overs, twenty points. Um, and obviously, with everybody else not playing, it's made the table look look quite pretty. That that's the whole thing about this getting finished before this storm come through. Um, nobody else probably got more than six or eight points, and you lot got twenty. Yeah, so we've made some ground up. I think we're sitting in fourth now, two points behind third. So it'll be. Um, it, it was. It was definitely, like I say, a good toss to win. I mean, Brett Brett disappeared off. No one knew where he went. So I went out, did the toss, and won it and bowled first so it was um, a good good day all round so it, it was your it was your day then you winning the toss and then taking taking six and that puts you actually second in this year's all time bowling records for Newark area clubs um, so you're right up there at the top so well done yesterday Eden did you joining in the um, football no the no- I uh, believe it or not in the short time that I was bowling on Saturday I hurt my back a little bit so I had a rest on Sunday um, and it was obviously it was Father's Day, so while my dad was laying slabs in the in the garden at the new house, I was cooking him a breakfast instead. So. This is your new house. Yeah. That he yeah, was laying yeah. slabs for you on Father's Day. Yeah, but I cooked him a breakfast in return. You're all heart eating. <laughs> it was a good breakfast. <laughs> I would hope it was a good breakfast. Poor old dad. Bless him. He's a good one. So. He is. He's a very good one. He'd have been pleased as well. So Eden, well done. Eight overs. Six for twelve. What a fantastic performance at the weekend! You'd be well pleased. We expect exactly the same again this coming week, though. Now, I'll do my best, Mick. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it to you. All right, cheers. thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Six for twelve. I mean, I don't care if you're in Division A or Division Z. And Six for twelve is is a hell of a good day's work. Any any maidens? Two. Good effort. <clears throat> Excellent effort. I was. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm a bit disappointed about the wicket off two bounces, though. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and another thing, Eden. It's not rules; it's laws. <laughs> oh, here's, here's the umpire coming out. <laughs> here's the umpire coming out in a minute. So, um, Newark didn't even get started. Then they was off. Always oh, Callum Road. Is it? You think we saw Um We never actually got there. Um, the game was called off, and we arrived in our car with the gate still locked. So. Um, I've, I've not seen Callum Road yet, but we set off to um, Keyworth with um, three first-teamers to, to bolster our ranks, and um, we got through 40 overs eventually. It's a lovely day at Keyworth. It's Keyworth's second 11, but it was Keyworth Cricket Club's President's Day, and so there's a, a cracking turnout of uh, the great and good in there. Keyworth suits, ties and dresses. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a lovely occasion. A big crowd on the uh, touchline, or the boundary edge, I should say. And, um, yeah, we uh, we got through the 40 This is the man that tells Eden Tranter off for saying rules instead of laws, and then he calls it a touchline. 
Have I got four God dear, Eden, I hope you're still listening. <laughs> when you see him, give him some stick, a touchline at cricket. Well, I've, I've been doing football all day. Oh. And um, <clears throat> it's not just my figure that I'm an all-rounder in. And uh, basically, um, we got through the 40 overs, and then uh, four overs into the second over of um, the Keyworth reply, the heavens opened. And uh, we waited around for 30-odd uh, minutes, and then I looked at the skies, and me and my fellow umpire said, the bar's open, shame to waste it, innit? So uh, the game ended. Collingham, bless them, we'll find out off David a little bit later on, they obviously must have got the covers on, because they did get back on, I think. Because mm. they actually was about the only match that, I, that seemed to play to a fin finish in this, in this area, because I think that five o'clock rain was pretty much all over wasn't it we had the covers on twice during our innings um basically it was um, on when eden was bowling yeah it was it was it was it was, it was, it was, it was quarter to uh, quarter to quarter to two when the rains first came at keyworth and uh, it was just one of those days where you were just waiting for the clouds to break it was the sky was full of angry crowds uh, ang angry clouds all day but eventually that one wasn't going to pack in so, um, How disappointing is it for... Because cricket season's, what, three months? May, yeah. June, July, what, got four? If, four you're, if you're involved with a football club, and, and then you've, it's two months. And then you've lost... I'm talking about from the cricket, you know. If, if, you're, you know, if your sport is cricket, you play cricket. Mm, you, mm. So you're down to four months a year in any case. You don't get a chance to replay any of these games. They're gone, it's a dead rubber. Yeah. And so far, this cricket season... It's been awful for them, hasn't it? I don't think there's probably well, it was four weeks, five weeks in, and probably some teams have played a couple of matches. But, but I, to the you know to the end. In my own position, <coughs> involved with a football club, um, I've just got two months to play, so I've had to. Yeah, pack but that's it. your choice. Yeah, but out of those two months, potential eight games. Saturday was only my third and it only lasted a half so I've, I've, I've umpired for two and a half games so yeah, far it's and the forecast is not good for this weekend it's, uh, we can't do anything about it and we know and this, no. is, this is the English summer and we, we, we know all the stories you know about that but it is so so disappointing for for the lads that's spent since January until now in the indoor nets and then yeah, the outdoor yeah. nets and Saturday comes and it's rubbish, and it's still too wet to get on there on Sunday, and look at today. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just, um, I mean, Sunday they actually got a game in at Baldwin, um, that played against Newark R&M, um, but I went down there myself at about 25 past six, just to have a look at the uh, last few overs of the day, and um, everybody packed up and gone home by that time, so... I think it was, um, I, don't, I don't know if it was called off or if they came to a, a rapid finish. Well, if they got any sense, they'd have come to a rapid finish, wouldn't they? Right, we've still got to talk perhaps, to... Perhaps you just saw me coming. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Tim Clipsham, um, David Pipes, Mark Everington. We're going to talk about uh, this news that's come out of FlowServe today. Um, we're going to spend five minutes on that one. And if I get a couple of times, I've got a couple of cracking little um, football stories that didn't quite make the news. Shall we? Shall we put them under that title? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because we, we like those. I enjoy them. We like those sort of stories. But let's see if we can um, find Tim Clipsham, shall we? Okay, let's go back to the phone lines, and we start now on the um, cricket match. We've had one that did finish, and now we go into one that didn't didn't finish. And uh, 
Tim Clipshin. Um, Bolton, Tim, welcome back. Hi, mate, you all right? I'm, I'm very well. Tim, before we start talking about cricket, we need to ask you how your dad is. Uh, last week we told everybody that uh, he'd been taken into uh, Lincoln Hospital. I think it was a hip operation. Um, a, a week on, how's dad? Yeah, um, it was probably the longest week of my life, Mick, if I'm honest. It's uh, been ups and downs, but he's, I've just been to see him now, I've just left, um, and he sat in the chair, made a lot of progress to what we thought, you know, it was a terrible start to the week, but, you know, he's a long way on now, so touch wood, he's coming through it. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, he did say to me, Mick, when I was there, and I just told him that I was coming on the radio. Uh, he'd like to thank everybody who's, you know, rang or sent messages and etc. To um, he'd just like to say thank you to them all. Well, you, that's yeah. And when we're all, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're all think, thinking about him, and uh, let's um, let's get him back watching some cricket. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's ready too. He's, uh, <laughs> that's all his- He's been watching the World Cup in his hospital bed the whole time he's been in there, so uh, I think he's ready to watch Bolderton. He was on the phone all day Saturday to Alan Jackson, finding out what the scores were, etc. <laughs> so he's still uh, he's not resting while he's in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's, he's, he won't be used to that sort of thing. It's uh, no, he wants to be out and about. Um, let's um, yours at Carrington. Carrington yeah. um, forced a decent result at Dalefield the week before. Um, you restricted them happy with the 236? Or would you like to got them out a little bit cheaper? Uh, they've got some class players at the top, Mick. And to be fair to them, they came off on Saturday. Um, you know, once we got into them, they, they did crumble and we, we did fetch it back really well. Um, but you know, that they had a couple of lads who got in and there was a tiny boundary. It must have only been five, ten yards further than the 30-yard uh, markers. You know, the white markers, what we have to have for in the circle. It was only probably another five yards behind that. So they were missing for sixes. It was just... They, they was always going to get a good score. And I said to the lads in the dressing room at the start, if we can keep them to 220, that we're happy with that we can get that a doddle they got 230 you know it's one of those things mate it, it, it was a game that was very much in the balance um, it, it could have gone either way and we, we got off to a good start uh, changed the batting line up let Chris Morris have a go opening uh, with Ben Ryder um, yeah it, it was one of those games mate it could have gone either way um, and I think the rain coming it was 10 points apiece and yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I was just talking to Tony, actually, Tim, before. I mean, you're, you're the sort of person I was really talking about. Cricket's your game. You only get four months a year to play it. You've been in the net since Christmas. Saturday comes, and one Saturday after another after another, the weather is terrible. Well, it's a fair bit. It was quite funny on Saturday because they'd got the covers on, they were sheeting it all down and they'd done a brilliant job of preparing a track in weather conditions that's been horrendous all week. And uh, we showers on and off a few times during the game, so we got them off. It, it chucked down after two overs of us batting. Um, heaven's open, 
and the covers started to leak. They haven't put a hose on one of the the where the, the water the exit points in the trough. They, they hadn't got a hose for it, but they also hadn't got a bung in it. So what they did was was wedge the piece of wood under the end of it, and then the water obviously ran all the way to the other end of the trough and what and, and leaked under the covers. If it hadn't been for that, we might have got back on. Um, but it was just it was on a perfect length for them. And I said, look, we want to play cricket. They want to play cricket, but we can't go out with a massive puddle at just outside the left-handers off stump. You know, it's perfect for them. <laughs> it was just, it was unbelievable. We're going out with like dishcloths, trying to dump it. In. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, these are the stories that you love. I, I absolutely love. Um, <laughs> It was quite funny. Good day with the ball, though, for Chris Dobby. I've always had a, good, a lot of time for Chris. Um, four, uh, four for 48 with the ball. You'd enjoy that. Yeah, bowled very well. Very, very well. Uh, brought him back on near the end as well because it was spinning a lot. Uh, the wrist spinners, it was just starting to get stuck in. It always does there. Um, and I just thought it was a very chancy move because, obviously, him being a leg spinner, I was just hoping that... that he'd be turning it away from them and they were hitting to the short boundary with him on the leg side and to be fair the plan come off they skied a few um, and we got a couple of wickets so we got full bowling points through it um, a, a catch off the last ball of the game but, you know our innings uh, got his uh, full bowling points so yeah no he bowled very well Scott Barnsdale at the top of the innings bowled very very well it's, as well as the scene Scott bowl with a new ball it was just very unlucky um, that he didn't get it I don't think he got a wicket Scott or he might have got one um, but yeah he bowled brilliantly Scott did um, yeah no very it was it was a, it would have been a very close game mate I wouldn't have liked to have called it either way um, but I think it was a fair 10 points each you know it was interesting to, to hear what you just said, Clippo, because I umpire in Division J and go out with dishcloths dish every match. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> laugh <laughs> at him, Tim. Please don't encourage. <laughs> and on that note, let's hope for a... Let's hope for a, a um, they keep an out-of-Eden Tranter's way, by the way, so she can tell you about her six wickets. Yeah, well, we all come back to the club on Saturday night thinking they were going to be there and having a few beers, but they've all disappeared. I don't know, I don't know where they've gone off to. Well, they'll be she'd take them out celebrating somewhere. Yeah, yeah, Fogorn in it round Newark probably. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've already run, had her on the radio, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Tim. No, she, she does real well, Eden does. She, yeah. She's she's wonderful. We love her to bits yeah. on this station. Yeah, um, once once again. We're thinking about your dad, and let's hope next week when we talk to you, it's even better news. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Tim Clipson, then. It's nice to hear that Dad's yeah. seems to be on the mend. It is. Love to Nancy as well, yeah. Um, so there's two flow surf stories I've got for you. One, okay. one I'm going to save until about 20, so after we've talked to Pipesy. But the other one, you know um, we spent most of the early close season deciding the great and the good deciding that it's the United Counties League that was going to go in because that was the obvious choice and even the FA couldn't make a pig's ear of it well they put them in the Midland League with about 12 clubs from the other side of Birmingham and 
nobody really local, which I still fail to understand the thinking behind it, but hey-ho. The nearest um, club to us is Selston, which is on the Derbyshire border. Yeah, so I, I really can't and can't figure it out, but um, anyway, the FA rejected the appeal, so okay, we know that now, um, so FlowServe can look forward to a season of long coach journeys. All good fun, good bonding session. Another club um, that's been enjoying working with the FA are... <laughs> don't laugh. Are London Colney. Now, they appealed against their placement into the Essex Senior League. Their appeal was won. And the FA was told to rejig it. So they did. They went away and thought about it. And guess what they come up with? Have they put it, been put in the Lowland League in Scotland? No, they no, put no. them back in exactly the same league as they've appealed against. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's so, consistent. Um, yeah. So, uh, guess what? Uh, despite winning the first appeal, they was put back into the Essex Senior League. The club have now gone back to the FA and said that for financial regions, if they insist on being stupid... Um, <laughs> I'll put that bit in. If they insist on being <laughs> stupid, they're going to they're going to have to resign from pyramid fo- football. As simple as that. Now, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Mm, it is. It's absolutely crazy. They won the appeal, so they put them back into the division where they put them in, in the first place. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a football association. I mean, if nothing else, it's bloody mindedness. And it, if it's not that. Well, it's sheer stupidity. You can pick which one you want, can't you, to be honest? Mm. But I just cannot. I cannot... I, I've do, I do feel sorry for London Colony. I, I, I really, really do. It's, uh, but we will see what happens on, on that one. But for those who have lost their appeal, as most of you will know by now, and they will be playing... Is it Was it the Midland League, I think it's... Midland League Premier Division. Midland League Premier Division, which, um, if nothing else... If you want to see some high-quality football this year, Lowfield is going to be the place, because some of them teams that's going to be visiting Flowserves, Flowserve this season are very, very good sides. And the interesting thing is, Flowserve now play alongside teams that regular reach the last 16, the last 32 of the Vars. Mm. So are we to expect Flowserve to have a good run in the Vars? Because that's the calibre of the league that they're in. Time will tell. We will see. Knowing those lads, I think they'll win it. Yes, you better just going to ring David Pikes while okay. he's still got some form of sanity. <laughs> uh, coming up tomorrow night um, here on Radio New at Sport, um, Sarah Jackson's coming in. I've been trying to get this young lady into the studio for an awful long time. She's um, part of the committee that run Newark Lawn Tennis Club. She plays for Newark Hockey Club. And she's an expert snowboarder as well, so she's an all-round sporty type. But what I really want to talk about tomorrow night with her is New York Lawn Tennis Club because, like a lot of clubs in this town, facilities are non-existent. They struggle on. But with two promotions and a thriving junior section, they're working that hard down there, slowly but surely... It's coming round. And she's coming in tomorrow night to tell us all about that. So we look forward to that one. And I've got a bit of a special for you on Wednesday, but we'll tell you about Wednesday night after we spoke to Mr Pikes because Wednesday night 
is all about the Premier Division. And um, I know Mr Pipes will have his own feelings on the future of his favourite club, but it's a Liverpool supporter we're going to be talking to on Wednesday night, so David probably won't even want to listen. David, good evening. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm all right, thanks. Are you? Mm, yeah, um, no, let's talk cricket for five minutes and then just have a couple of minutes on football as a lead-up to what uh, we've got on Wednesday night. Old, can you? No. Um, <laughs> I'll be nice. I always am. Um, cricket. You got the game finished. Nobody else did. You did. Yeah, somehow we managed to get through. Um, the showers weren't too bad. Although we was off uh, about half an hour or so. Oh, what time would it be? About five o'clock. So the rain came down quite heavy. It was touch and go, but we managed to get back out and play after one one break, really. Um, so, yeah, we got lucky, really, I think. Colin I think you probably did, actually, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when um, when I spoke to Dad. All, I was speaking to him all week, saying, how wet is it? He kept saying, you know what, ain't too bad, mate. It's not really that had that much rain here, but where I'm from, it's... <laughs> Unbelievable! It was like monsoon for a whole five days. We had five inches of rain. Even Collingham had five inches of rain, but yeah. I think it was it was that needed. And Collingham being on gravel, it just nicely soaked in. Yeah, and that, that's what happened. And um, he'll tell you all the technical details of that. I'm sure under Dad would. But I'm um, sure. <laughs> at the end of the day, it was dry enough to play cricket, and, and unbelievable. The pitch was really. <laughs> because um, Avery they managed to keep the covers off it on it and um, kept the pitch dry which is unusual for that amount of rain because it normally runs under uh, but secondly they was able to prepare something that was I was expecting a seam as paradise and I didn't get it so uh, <laughs> it was good to bat on at, at certain times of the day especially early on in the day when, when it wasn't raining It's not good enough isn't it when the groundsman can't prepare a pitch for his own son well, yeah, I'm not catching anymore, so I can't pre-order it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to do. <laughs> Mind you, you still took four wickets. Yeah, but, well, I was probably best of bowled all season, all fairness. Um, so yeah, managed to, to grab grab four. Um, first bowl was um, was eventful with with the other bowlers. It, um, they got off to a flyer. Um, Reese Hayes, who's the informed batsman in the league. The second, if I was to say a man in form, was, it was obvious on Saturday because the second ball he faced off Leaf exactly plundered straight over his head, over the side screen for six. <laughs> um, so, and then he continued to hit two or three more sixes. He did one off me in my second over. Uh, and then two or three more quite easily hit length balls early in the innings that were, that were sailing over for six over the boundaries and weren't well Collins not a massive ground but they weren't on the short side so it was straight and and one on the leg side and the longer side that we had on the day so um, he was a man in form but we managed to grab him um, when he tried it again he missed time one off me so we got him caught in the deep and they were something like 80 for one after about 10 overs which we then pulled them back to 190 odd uh, for nine in the end, which was a great effort in the, in the latter part of the actual um, of the first innings. So then we got uh, we went to bat 
and um, we didn't really make the most of it. It was, it was a similar kind of situation last week as last week, and um, we had a bit of rain um, during the innings. Our, our bowling innings and that, that dampened off the pitch a little bit. And it was hard work for our, our batsmen to get going, really. Uh, we had a long chat afterwards, and um, we felt as though we weren't really positive enough in, in the right moments and that isn't about going out and smashing the ball around the park because not always, you can't always do that but it's about rotating the strike and, and picking off ones and twos and running hard some of the things like that which were kind of a bit we missed out on on the last last week or so so that that was a difference in the end and um, we didn't really do ourselves justice with, with the back because we were only five down in the end yeah and it's a couple of weeks on the bounce now so it's something you've got to mentally snap out of I suppose isn't it it is and and it's people taking ownership of what they're doing and and that, that's that's the thing with cricket anyway it's a team game but as, as a batsman or a bowler or as a captain or as a fielder you, you have to do if you do your job to the best of your ability most weeks and and see things that you need to be doing then then the team will pull together and it's it's entirety, but um, we just didn't we just didn't manage to do that this week with the bat. So, what's the next opportunity? So we're away at Kimberley on Saturday. Um, we had a good result against them early in the season, won by eight wickets. So hopefully, we'll be the same again. On a nice flat wicket, <laughs> with some glorious sunshine beating down. Yeah, won't it be nice? Wednesday night. David, we're having a, um, a break from local sport, and we're going to look at the um, at the Premier League. And uh, we're going to be asking the first question. We're going to be asking is, what are the top two going to do? Because the gap in last season's Premier League between the top two and and Chelsea in third, I haven't got my notes, was probably something like twenty odd points, and that's a ridiculous amount of points between second and third yeah. um, in the table. So, um, with my guest on Wednesday, it's who can catch the top two but from Manchester United's point of view there now seems to be a little bit of momentum gathering that they are looking to sign under 24s and if some of the old brigade want to go um it's goodbye I know anybody who follows you on Facebook will know your opinions on Paul Pogba stopping um are they right now to look at the young players because this is what they haven't done for a few years to look for the young players and start building from if you like Manchester City-esque somebody who's going to be there for the next 10 years and not the next two yeah, that's right and that's all the successful clubs generally have an earth of younger players mixed with the odd experienced player um, it's only in Italy I think where generally the average age of the, of the of a team in late 20s early 30s and, and the physicality in, in the Premier League means that you've got to have legs especially to compete with City and Liverpool now if you ain't got legs you, you snookered um, in that and what what we found or my observations was was that we, we were nowhere near able to sustain um, the, the pressing game that City and, and Liverpool have because they I don't think they were in tune of doing it how how it should be done and secondly I don't think they had the the, number, the people in midfield and, and up front continuously to be able to run around for 90 minutes chasing balls down as a, as a, as a collective six 
Um, <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have Rashford and Lingard doing it on up front for for two for and somebody else in midfield for three out of the six of them. But for it to work, all six have got to, to press together. Um, and for a lot of the games that I saw when we were doing not so well, that, that's what was happening. They got, and then they was able to be able to be picked off quite easily through midfield. So that, that's the difference. You get you get some people who can run around a bit and, and with a bit of talent, then you got a decent side. That's what the base of Liverpool's midfield is. I won't say they're the most talented people, but bloody hell, they do, do graft. That work rate's uh, there, isn't it? And that that's that is what you can say was being lacking at Old Trafford for the last two managers. Oh God, yeah, and well, and probably yeah. before if you want to. Yeah, before that. Um, so finally, then, um, if Pogba wants to go back to Italy, are you going to um, be there holding the door open on the plane, or? I'll collect him from Old Trafford and drive him to East Midlands if you want. <laughs> well, you might say that somehow. <laughs> David, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again very soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's what we're going to be talking about on Wednesday night, Tony. The Premier League. Um, can anybody catch the, the... Is it even remotely even worth discussing if anybody can catch the top two? And if they can, is it going to be one of the so-called big six, the other four, or... Who's the surprise team going to be? I've got an answer to this that you will love. Good. <coughs> Shall we wait till Wednesday? When the fake shake moves in, Gallagher is a place to be. Well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Right, let's talk um, new flow serving. Tony, you might learn something in the next ten minutes. <laughs> um, By the way, if this programme is podcast, it would be very nice to take a little clip out of what we said earlier this evening to preview the FA Vars final next season when you just pick out that no no no, no we can go back to normality it would be nice to have that clip in wouldn't it you know, it's part of the I'll remember you said it part of the preview yeah right um, this morning Newark Flow Serve announced that they was no longer going to have a reserve team the reserves as you know sorry that's me alright okay the reserves <laughs> base maker the reserves it's going too fast the reserves <laughs> as you know won the um, not senior league division 2 last season um promotion in two division one but the gap between division one of the not senior league and step five football is an awful long way um and i emphasize now these are mick bradley's personal thoughts before anybody gets excited um last season newark flow serve used or one player made the transition to the first team from the reserves and one more player I think played a game for the first team or part of a game for the first team I don't think that's what a reserve team is all about you may as well it may as well in my opinion and I'm going to keep emphasizing this in my opinion it may as well be a separate club because the, the reserve team should be there to feed the first team but because of what's happened at flow serve no fault of anybody's but because of the speed that it's happened at flow serve I think the gap mm. is too too big the way they the way they train the way they eat the way they commit themselves at step six and step five is different to not senior league on a saturday afternoon so having said all that i'll let you come in a second um having said all that the decision has now been made um not to have a reserve team but 
to apply to join the new Lincolnshire Under-23 League. Links FA had an Under-21 league last season, which they, they folded at the end of the season, and they've revamped it as an Under-23 league, from my understanding. Um, now, that, to me, is the way forward, because, one, it's a midweek league, so, in theory, you're going to get... You can cherry-pick the best young players in the area because it's not affecting them on the Saturday football you can get a coach that is very good with that age group mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can coach him in the way that Craig Roach and Steve Kirkham want him to play football and then you can bring him bring him through and introduce him into that first team M- me and I'll say it again personally I think it's an absolute cracking move. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> without breaking any confidences on this one, we've previously spoken about that situation coming into FlowServe and being a great thing for it. And I know you've always advocated a youth development side to add to the first team <clears throat> rather than a, re- a reserve side. And as he said, a massive discrepancy between the FlowServe first team and the reserves is not nobody's fault it wasn't intended it's just that what's happened at Flowserve as what ha- what's happened at Lowfields has taken everybody by surprise you know because the chairman had a five year plan which the first team results messed up in the space of one season and then he thought alright then well well, we'll take a look at how they do now and bang they've got promoted again and then nobody in, uh, at the club could have prepared for that so the reaction is they've now got to cut the cloth according to the means and face the situation they're now in. It's a great situation, but nobody was ready for it. I think I'm um, going to give them credit because they have reacted. Mm. Um, Tremendously. For it. And, you know, um, Lee Julian and Steve Crawford did an absolute cracking job last season. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant job. And the players in getting that championship trophy <coughs> there but realistically how many of those players are going to play step five football and that's what it's got to be about mm. it's got to be about that it can't be anything else because this is now not a club anymore that's an overgrown sunday club but, but I've, I've, it can't be that. I've posted something on Facebook today about the victory, <coughs> the, the, the championship win in the not senior league second division, and I've said it was a bit like England's win against West Germany in 1966 in the in the World Cup final, where Sir Alf Ramsby of the where Alf Ramsey in those days went out and said to him at, at, at the start before extra time said you've won it once now go win it again because with a handful of games left to go in the not senior league division 2 title race three teams withdrew from the league and their records were expunged my favourite word and therefore the entire league table the goals the points you know totals were all altered and suddenly Flosa found themselves you know no longer leading the pack and virtually with the title in the bag but with it all to do again and that's what made it even more special absolutely the achievement is brilliant and I'm not knocking the achievement Mm. but 
I'll go back to where I started to the risk of upsetting and I don't really mean to upset anybody a reserve team is to feed the first team probably if the first team hadn't got promotion I may think differently but the reserve team is there to feed the first team and that is was that did not happen last season now you could argue that the managers of the first team never looked at the reserve team of any club you can argue that point or you can argue that the gap is that far away between the two there's nobody there to step into the first which i, I don't know but there those are the two arguments but my yeah. point is yeah. it didn't work as a feeder team no for whatever it, reason it did not work a reserve team is not there to win things a reserve team it's got to feed a reserve team is there to feed players yeah. into the first team or is there to nurse players who are recovering from injury now, from the first whoever team. looks after this under 23 side assuming they get actually into this lincolnshire league whoever looks after that side and if they can find a couple of gems this season that by next february and march are sitting on the bench in step five football and get a run out i think that's objective achieved then it's i also think yep. looking at this as a newark football supporter it's going to benefit New York Town mm. because if we wasn't careful taking flow serve first teams out of the equation because I think they're too far in front at the moment you're going to have flow serve reserves in New York Town chasing the same players all the time yeah. and we've had too many years of that yeah. too many years of that so if flow server looking to the future with a under 23 team and if it helps newark town get out of step seven football great day for football winner winner i'm yeah. all for it yeah I mean, i'm I, all for I, it as i said the situation that has developed is a good thing and shouldn't be uh, a cause for regret shall we take to another good thing hmm chaffer's coming up in a minute okay a little while ago, we spoke to Mark Everington from Farndon, and they've been out to Bottisford, and they hadn't done themselves justice, and he was not, he was not in the happiest frame of mind. This weekend, um, it was um, second against third. They they went Farndon, went off to Bingham, did the job almost perfectly with the ball. One hundred and fifty three restricted Bingham two, and it rained. Mark, how frustrating must that be? Yeah, it was frustrating to be honest because we um, at the start we obviously seen the forecast and thought if there was any more rain, it's the wicket is going to take it. So we asked to reduce the overs, and they said no. We've seen the forecast; we're not going to get any rain. We'll have a full game today. Um, and to be honest, when the rain came, they were quite happy to call it off as well. To be perfectly honest, I am surprised. They, um, yeah, they didn't they didn't uh, protest too much when actually. Uh, did the best to call it off to be perfectly honest it, 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 it is so so frustrating because this time you'd got it right yeah we um, we bowled well and fielded really well on um, in on Saturday in patches uh, some really good performances in the field to be honest some good bowling and um, yeah we, we, we had done well Saturday we were quite pleased with keeping them to 150 because the wicket it wasn't easy to score runs, but it wasn't a wicket where you were going to get where they were going to get us out. So we thought 152 in 45 overs is extremely gettable, and we made a very good start, to be honest as well. And yourself? 
to be honest, mate, I didn't bowl very well. I was a bit all over the shop. Um, it's, it's quite a nice change to actually bowl all over the shop and bowl not, bowl not very well and get some wickets because usually <laughs> I tend to be a bit more consistent, not get any rewards, and then uh, other people come on and throw it, throw it about all over the place and get the wickets. But so it's nice to be uh, the other way around. But no, to be honest, I didn't bowl, um, bowl particularly great on Saturday. Jason Lamb bowled really well, didn't get any rewards, and... Uh, John Eastham had a good spell of 12 overs for two wickets for, uh, for not very many. Uh, Danny Radwick bowled a good little spell as, as well as Lou Donovan. So no, we did we did bowl well as a uh, as a team on Saturday, and um, yeah, we fielded really well. And back to Matthew Trueblood especially was exceptional in the field on Saturday. Um, so yeah, we were pleased with the performance. Just obviously a shame about the rain, but it looks like it might be one of those seasons where rain does play a part on. Uh, the final table to be honest the way it's going I've been asking the other guys Mark I mean yourself you you, you, you hung your football boots up two or three years ago now and um, to concentrate on cricket you've got a very sort of small window of four months a year Yeah, it must be so annoying it is it is you look at the summer we got last year and to be honest I said all winter we were going to get a rubbish summer this year we had a cracking summer last year we had a fairly good winter you just knew this summer it was going to rain most of it (laughs) and it seems to be doing that i keep looking at uh, yeah i feel so sorry for martin hill you know um with with the kids we're playing we're playing we're playing we're not playing yeah Um, and that's how it seems to be going doesn't it yeah this you you can't do anything about it you think that some stage it's going to be great and it's got a nice day and then it just the heavens open it was it was like we were trying to uh, do the coaching for the kids on Friday night. It's like, what do we do? Because the weather's fine, it looks okay. Then it ha- then it rains. Do you do call it off? Do you try and get some cricket in for the kids? And it's yeah, it's just hard at the moment. It's just just the British weather. You can't predict it. <laughs> and um, Fondon's junior section, which we spoke about be- before, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah. Are you in charge of the quick cricket? Then is that your is that your I little am, baby? Yeah, that's, that's my. Um, that's my little project this season. I'm doing the quick cricket on a on a Sunday morning. We looked at, to be honest, we looked at what we got, and uh, Martin's doing the under 13s. Ducko and Dave do the uh, under 11s. Richard Pinder helps out where he can, and I do the quick cricket. And then we've got Steve Tacey and Amanda Nolan Davis who do the um, do the All Stars on a Friday night. To be honest, we've got about 50, 60 kids down there on a Friday night. It's absolutely brilliant. It's um, it's, it's really good on a, on a Friday night. Um, assuming the weather's all right, <laughs> club, the well, we've got the quick cricket, the under 11s, the under 13s. It's for a club of our size. To have that is absolutely brilliant at the moment. To be honest, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know you're disappointed, but the kids are absolutely devastated. It's on. It's on. It's on. It's off. Yeah. Well, sun, Sunday morning they were delighted when they got it on. To be honest, they didn't have much of a go Friday night, and we couldn't do much with them. And then when they all got there, because I think some of the parents expected. Sunday to be off and the fact it wasn't the kids really enjoyed it uh, Sunday morning so yeah it, it was good to, to good to see on uh, on Sunday good stuff Mark. let's hope we can talk about a full match next week yeah it'd be nice thanks mate, mate. thanks bye 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 Wednesday night our mm. Premier League thing can, can, can I just say something there Matt. If your phone stops ringing for long enough, yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't bring it out. It's like, mu- it's like musical bells in here. You always complain that it's on my desk at home. That's the reason it is. And Matt Trueblood, uh, Jaffa was talking about him there and his fielding ability. Matt Trueblood, when we re- reformed at Newark Town, 
was our goalkeeper, Newark Town's goalkeeper. And I've umpired Matt, well, I umpired Matt last season, and he's still got all that agility as a fielder at cricket. It's wonderful to watch a guy field. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. Um, Wednesday night's Premier League show. I put a, a poll on Twitter yeah. today. On Wednesday night's sports show, we are asking, is anyone capable of catching the big two in next season's Premier League? Who are your choices and why? Um, number of viewers has voted and and i i put um chelsea manchester united and tottenham i didn't bother putting arsenal because it won't happen um chelsea and tottenham people are voting for them and they're, and they're actually neck and neck but nobody yet has voted for manchester united think nobody out there nobody mr pipes nobody out there <laughs> thinks manchester united are capable of breaking into that top two next season 24% of all my votes is for AN other but they haven't put who the AN other uh, is which is disappointing but perhaps they can't spell Newcastle but um, Chelsea and Tottenham people think are the two teams that are going to get close I Tottenham <clears throat> can't see Chelsea because Chelsea are going to have Frank Lampard in charge and that's far too much to expect of him in the first season I just hope that for a change... Well, um, he failed with Derby. <clears throat> I just he, he, he did not get the sheep promoted, so that is I, failure. I, I, I just hope the Chelsea owners persevere with one of the finest young managers in English football. And in five, six years' time, Lampard could be a very, very good manager. But not next season. Or Tottenham, yeah, maybe. If they keep all the potch. But Chelsea won't persevere with him, will they? Because if Chelsea go all season and win nothing... I mean, the man that's won the Europa League, <clears> conferred <throat> in the table, and was runner-up in the League Cup, was hounded out of the club. Chelsea have not got a good track record in keeping managers, have they? Unbelievable. So, that, anyway, that that's Wednesday night. And as an aside, and we'll talk about it a bit more on Wednesday, last season, the first round of the Carabao Cup, that's the League Cup to me and you, the first round of the Carabao Cup was drawn in Vietnam? I think <laughs> yeah and the year before that China or, or somewhere ridiculous this year the first round of the League Cup is being drawn in Morrison's just <laughs> down the road from Wembley <laughs> I kid you not it's being drawn in a Morrison's supermarket oh. just down the road I from thought, Wembley I thought you said it was going to I thought you were going to say it was going to be a spiritual home of Carabao would you would you believe it honestly right tomorrow night sarah jackson we're talking lawn tennis we're talking hockey we're talking about snowboarding snowboarding multi-talented this young lady is multi-talented so we're going to find out all that tomorrow night and uh, um tony normally falls out of anybody that comes in that talks about tennis so be on your best behavior <laughs> we do start at seven we'll see you tomorrow we